Hello and welcome to the week 14 review for first and 10 for the NFL season. I'm Ollie once again, back with the three of us. It's um, nice to have everyone back again. It's Ash, join me. Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. How's you? Yeah, good, thanks. Um, Ash, you know, it's uh, been a decent week for the Chargers. I guess we're sort of not really sure where they are at this point. I don't know what you're thinking there. Yeah, at the moment it's um it's been an up and down sort of uh, season for us. So at the moment, though, I'll take any win possible to keep us in the keep us in the charge. So fingers crossed, we make it. There's there's going to be a couple of teams that are still in for that wild card. But Chiefs have wrapped the division up pretty much. But it's it's one of them ones where if we turn up on our day, we can do it. And then, but most like fifty percent of the time, we we're not turning up. So that's why our record speaks for itself at the moment. Yeah, I think we all seem to be in pretty much the same boat here. Uh, all of our teams pretty much in or on the brink of the wild card. Uh, Miles, hello again. Nice to see hello. you. Um, fellow wild card team, how are you feeling about it? <laughs> I don't feel right. I don't. Feel, I don't ever feel confident about the Patriots <laughs> because just we just do dumb stuff all the time. And I've just when we come toe to toe with a really good team, we we just don't have it in us to to beat them anymore. I, I think. You know, there are some teams that we've beaten this season where maybe on paper they're a bit better than us and we've kind of shocked them on the day. But, you know, when it comes to the Bills and stuff like that, I just don't really think we've got a shot. If it, Even if we did make playoffs, we'd be out in the first round anyway. But I don't think we are going to make playoffs. And I'm not confident about tonight either. But Arizona aren't great. So, you know, but I'm just not banking on us with anything at the moment. That is absolutely fair enough. Um Another team not to bank on. We'll start off with the Thursday night game. The Raiders somehow lost to Baker Mayfield, <laughs> who had, was it what, less than 48 hours of the playbook? I mean, <laughs> it's truly incredible how a, a quarterback who's had such an awful couple of seasons. I mean, like this, I still believe in Baker. I think he's still a half decent quarterback. He should at least be starting somewhere. But at the same time, he's not had a great season. Absolutely not for the Panthers. And he's come straight into the Rams and he's taken a massive scalp off the Raiders who were sort of hoping to get a playoff run together, Ash. Yeah, I mean, it was... I um, I was weirdly playing um, someone in fantasy um, and he had Derek Carr and I stayed up for a little bit and watched about the first quarter of it and they were 10-0 up and Carr had, I think, two-point-something fantasy points. Obviously, Jacob's got the touchdown. And I was like, well, I'm going to bed. And I woke up and he had less points than he, <laughs> than he did when I went to bed, which was mad. So I was like, oh, I'm well happy with that. So, yeah, it's a, the Raiders are so weird. Obviously, they beat us last week. We could not get any pressure on Carr at all. Um, but the Rams showed that when you do pressure Carr, he's not the same kind of guy. So it was a weird game, a weird, weird game. Like how Baker Mayfield put that performance up, that drive, Obviously, we saw they played press on the last um, on the last play, um, which Baker was like. He said after the interview was like, "I can't believe they did it on Van mm. Jefferson they, for them to get a touchdown. They literally could have just played th- four deep safeties, mm. let them pass it, and then they just closed down the tackle, and it would have been game over with no timeouts. It was just a weird play from the Raiders, but they are a weird team at the moment. The Raiders, I just can't quite get my head around them. They can be really good, and then they can be. Like pretty much one of the worst teams in the league, which is just crazy to think. But yeah, the Rams are—they're uh, obviously in that rebuild mode without any first-round picks. But obviously, with um, they're going to try and not get a, a top-five pick for the Lions this year. So it was a weird, weird game. Um, but one, I'm don't really know if I was glad with the result because it's obviously two teams that I'm not that fond of. But um, it was a weird Thursday night game, put it that way. Yeah, it's a very strange situation for the Rams. Obviously, they seem to be trying to do everything they can to win, but also there's no point like in doing that. Um, uh, obviously, Aaron Donald, you don't want to waste a year with him, but at the same time, there's not really much you can do about it now. You're 4-9, definitely yeah. out of the playoff race. But, you know, who knows? Uh, Baker Mayfield, maybe he keeps Stafford out of a job. Like, we've seen stranger things happen. Um and speaking of players surprisingly keeping starting quarterbacks out of jobs, uh, let's head to the Jets game next. Mike White, not quite the same 
electric performances we've seen from Lightning in the last few uh, games. Miles, a bit disappointing here, or are the Bills just too good? Is, is he just not on that level, really? Well, I mean, he is not on that level, clearly, but I, I felt like watching that game that the Bills were probably going to manage to grind out a win, and they did, but I just feel like the, the Jets are almost almost a bit of a bogey team for Buffalo this season, because Obviously, the Jets beat them earlier on in the year, and then the Bills did really struggle to overcome them in the first half. You know, they were only up seven at the half, and that was what final two minutes they got, final two three minutes they got that. So it was, it was really difficult for them. And I think New York are just—I keep saying this—that they're they're annoyingly good. They're building something good there, and I don't like it because. I like them being the whipping boy of the division and we get two guaranteed wins a year. And I think this might be the last year we get that. Um, but yeah, I just thought the Buffalo, they just had a bit, they just had a bit more at the end. And, you know, I think Mike White getting knocked out and coming back in and it just sort of disrupted the Jets rhythm. Not that, you know, they were putting up points um, early on, but I think they sort of had something going. Um, but yeah, I just think Bill's better, better team in the end, you know, had the better players. Dawson Knox made that ridiculous backflip touchdown grab which I thought was you know really entertaining um you know Jets ran it well they have been running it well no matter who's carrying it Zonovan Knight is doing bits now so I think yeah Jets are building something but Buffalo have just got they've just got too much and you know they're gonna I think with Miami's you know last last couple of weeks of Miami you know messing up a bit I think that Buffalo as we predicted was probably going to win the division yeah, and they're looking good for the number one seed in the AFC as well, to be fair. Um, obviously yeah, it's the Chiefs, them and the Chiefs, yeah. Yeah, the Chiefs are right there with them. Um, do you have a horse in that race, Miles? Um, I mean, I I do like... I, I like Mahomes and I like Josh Allen, but I just I think just because I like watching Mahomes a bit more, I just want them to go further, so, you know... If they both get to the AFC game, that'd be great. You know, that'd be another another carbon copy of last year's game. I would be absolutely delighted with that. But I just, I don't know, there's something about this Chiefs team that's, you know, they, they're just, they're a bit, I think Mahomes is just insane, man. Like, Josh Allen is phenomenal, but Mahomes, I think we, was tout, we were touting Allen for the MVP this year, and I still think he can do it, but Mahomes is just... He's he's too special, that guy. He really yeah. is. I'd, I'd I'd say maybe Mahomes is slightly in the lead there, just because I feel like he's slightly more integral to the Chiefs' success as opposed mm-hmm. to Allen, who is obviously very important for the Bills. Yeah, but it's just I don't know. Maybe he, he's not quite doing as much carrying as Mahomes is. Just uh, maybe 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 I'm completely wrong on that, but <laughs> um. On to the Ohio Derby next. Um, Browns getting pretty comfortably beaten by the Bengals here. Um, Joe Burrow and Co. back on form, fully firing. Ash, um, do you see them as a true contender now after this? I mean, maybe not necessarily after this, but um, you know, after the last few weeks. Yeah, I mean, they're they're the sort of team they're really dangerous on their day. Obviously, they've beaten Kansas City. So they can prove they can probably beat anyone. I think they're 3-0 and against Mahomes, actually, the last three games they played. Um, obviously, and with Cleveland this week, um, Burroughs never won at Cleveland. The, they've lost the last four. So it was one of them sort of statement games in, in some respects for Cincinnati to turn up and actually get the win. Um, Burrow did exceptionally well considering they lost Higgins, they lost Boyd. Um, Hurst was out before the game, so really it all went down to Jamar Chase and and the run game game. But he still seems to get it done. Burrow, two hundred thirty nine yards, eighteen completions, and two TDs. So they're they're one of them teams that on their day they they can pretty much be anyone in the league, and no one's going to like like playing him on on the AFC side because as they proved last year, they 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 could turn up and they don't know when they're beaten. So, yeah, I think they're kind of hitting their stride a little bit on the right time at the moment, um, Cincinnati. Um, Cleveland don't really look... It looks like one of them seasons for Cleveland that are just going to kind of finish as like a sort of probably only get maybe one, maybe two more wins tops, be like a seven and nine sort of team, finish middle of the pack. 
Um, but it's going to be a, a weird season for them. Obviously, going into next year, they're going to have, have a full season of Watson. So it's kind of like this year, it might have probably been even a better idea, maybe if they were looking at the playoff chances to keep Brissett in, because Watson's not really looked that good since he's been in. Um, whereas Brissett was actually playing pretty well before they made the QB swap. But you're never going to do that when you paid someone 250 million in guaranteed money. <laughs> So, but yeah, it's going to be one of them ones where Cincinnati or the Ravens, depending if the Ravens can keep their players on the field, because most of the time at the moment they're on the injury reserve. Um, but it'd be between Cincinnati and the Ravens really for that that sort of um, AFC South spot. So, yeah, it should be interesting. But Cincinnati at the moment, they are picking up form at the right sort of time. Yeah, absolutely. And they're looking pretty good for the free seed, I'd say. Obviously, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson being out for the Ravens massively hurts them. Um, I'm not sure exactly when he's going to get back, but uh, it's going to be tough for the Ravens, I think. So even if he's, you know, if if he does come back early and he's not quite fully recovered, it's uh, it's going to be tough for them to recover here. Mm. Um, on to the Texans and the Cowboys, the Battle of Texas right after Ohio here. Um, I was I came back to this game um, to see the scoreline and was, I had such such high hopes for the Texans and mm. I probably shouldn't have done. I, I right. know that's, you know, you're getting yourself into problems when you're rooting for the Texans, but at the same time, I really did believe in them here. They had the two quarterback system going on. Um, Miles, you were loving it. I saw it's just, um, <laughs> I don't know. like it's such a shame, but obviously the Cowboys, they are a better team and they did just manage to scrape through. I mean, I, I, I like, I do like the Cowboys because they just have a few players, quite a few players that I, you know, I like to watch. But yeah, the, the Texans QB committee thing was, was I thought, it was, I thought it was really entertaining. I loved it because they, they don't care. They don't care about winning games this year at all. They don't care. And I think maybe they were just trying to test who's going to be the best backup next year when they, when they draft Stroud or Young or yeah, whoever. So yeah, it was. It was really, I think the Cowboys just got a bit complacent early on and then the Texans kind of just ran it really well and, you know, had a few big passing plays and before you know it, you know, they're winning and on the verge of an upset. Um, I think Dak was just a bit too inconsistent for me. Um, But the Cowboys, you know, again, they managed to get the win and they're doing what all good contending teams do throughout the years and that has been win when you're playing badly. And they've just they just managed to grind out a win, and and they are going to just keep doing that because I think they're just that sort of team. When the defense needs to step up, they step up. When they need one last drive to get the win, they can do it. Zeke managed to get the uh, game winning touchdown this time round, but yeah, just think that Dallas it wasn't pretty, but they can win, and they're going to keep on going. Yeah, absolutely. It was interesting, you know that. They've dropped Davis Mills already this season, but they haven't really given Driscoll a go as yet, or maybe like a full go. You know, he's sort of playing a, a somewhat of a Taysom Hill role, I, I, I guess. Um, I don't know. Do you like him in that role, Miles, or do you want to see him get the full starting job at this point? I would like to see the committee again. I think that was fun. That was that was good fun. I don't think. I mean. For fantasy purposes, I have Davis Mills in one league, so realistically, I think he is the best out of the bunch. And you know, if they do want to try and maybe find one win from somewhere else, then yeah, he's the guy. I do think he they know he's their best quarterback at the moment. But yeah, I just I I think it's fun. The QB committee is fun. I like it, and I think you know, I think more tanking teams will try that in the future because. You know, it looks like when you make a QB change, it is because you are trying to sort of improve things and change things up. But really, I think when similar to when um when Jacksonville benched Gardner Minshew and they kind of deliberately tanked a bit just to get Trevor, I think Texans are doing that again and just just making sure that they take the better QB out and and do a little committee and yeah, it's good fun. But uh, it's I don't think it's going to be productive going forward but yeah it's good fun to watch yeah just try and put up as much smoke and mirrors to distract everyone from the head coach taking 200 grand for a loss um <laughs> on to the one of the best offenses in the league at the moment um there's trick lions put a 34 
on the 10 and 3 now Minnesota Vikings massive divisional game for them Dan Campbell seems to have ignited something in this team they seem to be going on a bit of a wrong bit of a run sorry um my uh, sorry ash um is this Lions team legit now or are they just you know kick up a bit of a fight before their season inevitably ends I think they've got a few things going for them. Obviously, they really want to play play for Dan Campbell at the moment. I think that their the team spirit and the camp seems to be really good. Um, Goff at the moment is probably playing. You could argue the best football of his career. I mean, we watched him at the Rams, but you could argue that that was more system based. That McVay was he was schematically making everything so so good for Goff to succeed that. Goff actually is playing very, very well in this Lions team because they're not as good um, as like coaching-wise and as a team as that Rams team that he was in. Um, I think this offensive coordinator at Detroit might be getting a head coaching job if he continues this this reign of form that he's in. Um, there's another thing that's going for Detroit at the moment. And they've actually got... You could argue that they're probably going to go into... I think they've got the Jets this week which is really going to be close between the two teams in regards to one's obviously defensively playing really well, one offensively playing really well. But if one of them teams maybe loses, say if it is the Jets loses, Detroit then play three easier games to finish out the season. And you could say that they could end up getting in the playoffs after the disastrous start that they had when they won, I think it was one in six. You're now talking about this run that they're putting together and, no one's going to want to play Detroit at the moment, the way they're playing, the way like they're riding a wave of confidence and points and stuff like that. So what they did to Minnesota was really impressive. I was well impressed with Detroit this week. I thought that they were that you could argue that them and Jacksonville were probably the two teams that turned up and surprised everyone the most. Um, Minnesota, they have these games, don't they, Minnesota, sometimes where... The, the, Everything doesn't quite work out as as they were hoping. Jefferson still put up stupid numbers. I think it was 11 for 223 catches, mm-hmm. which is still absolutely insane. <laughs> um, so he's still on for offensive player of the year, I I still think. Um, but yeah, Minnesota need to probably just dust himself off for this one, rub himself down and, and get on with the next week because they're probably still obviously going to be in contention. They, to lose the division, I think they have to lose all the four games Detroit have to win all four, which is not going to happen. But Detroit can still get in with the wild card. So, yeah, Minnesota is still for the division um, and obviously can still be dangerous on their day. But, yeah, Detroit at the moment seems to be one of them teams that they're, they're picking up these wins and they could be a supply, uh, surprise uh, wild card team come maybe the next few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. It's I mean, roll on the Lions. This uh look they're looking great at the moment. I I I I wouldn't want to pick against them, especially considering the form that some of the teams ahead of them are in currently. I mean, look at, you know, the Lions terrible start. They've had a great last few games. Opposite side of that you've got the New York football giants. Um it was a really tough start to the game against the Eagles. <laughs> A game that I was going into, to be honest, after the last few weeks, I wasn't expecting much. Um, but earlier in the season, I was looking really forward to this game as a competitive game between two good teams in the division. Um, but since then, injuries to Saquon Barkley, one-dimensional offense, which you know, it, when when the offense is one-dimensional, it's fine. But they, you need the guys who are part of that one dimension to be fully healthy, playing well, and they haven't been, unfortunately. Um, the wide receiving core is still pretty bare, and to be honest, I'd be very surprised if Odell chose to come to New York at this point. Um, it's looking like the season might just about be over for the Giants unless they can somehow pull a rabbit out of the hat. Um, Miles, have I got anything to be optimistic for for, for the rest of the season? I mean, I, I think you you are still a good team. Like, there's still you know there's still hope. You know, you you I think you're just you're, you're bottom of the division, but it's not as if you're terrible. You know, you're seven and five and bottom, whereas you know some teams are four and nine and bottom, etc. Or three and ten. Bears. Three and ten bottom, Rams four and nine bottom, Saints four and nine bottom. You're seven and five bottom, so you're 
not a bad team. You're just less good than, you know, you're in for somehow what has become the toughest division in football. So, yeah, I think you got to, you know, if you can win a few more, then maybe, 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 because there was a time when the whole of the um, AFC East was in the playoff picture. So there's still hope for you with your winning record and pretty good team to, you know, get into the playoffs still and then, you know, any given Sunday, etc. So, yeah, just think I wouldn't give up hope just yet, but it's not going to be easy. And I think, you know, Daniel Jones hasn't been as electric as he has been recently. Um, Saquon was shut down at the weekend. And I think once once Saquon's out of the game, you're kind of kind of screwed because everyone knows that he's your whole offense, but it's really hard to stop him. But the Eagles managed to do it. But I think the positive is that not many teams are as good as the Eagles defensively. So that, you know, 48-22 probably won't happen again. And you still put up 22 against the Eagles. So, you know, every cloud. Yeah, 7-5-1, and one, by the way, Miles. I'll just... Um, yes, yes. Seven, ties five and ties one, yes. matter too. There's, you know, yes. they all count. Um, but didn't yeah, lose. So we... You know, yeah, the, one exactly. isn't, the one isn't a loss. So, you know. And that's what's keeping us in the seventh seed currently. So, you know, you know. Could it might well come down to that. Um, but yeah, all four NFC's teams still just about in the playoffs at the moment. Um, yeah, it's but it's a very strange one. Obviously, Seattle's right there, but they aren't playing great. You know, you've also got the Lions, great run of form. They could make a run and really catch us. It's uh, it's not a comfortable position to be in. I'll be honest. Um, and like I said, you know, without Odell coming in to save our passing game, it's uh, I think it's going to be a real struggle just to hang on to that seventh seed for the rest of the season. Moving on to the to yet another divisional game, um, we've got the Ravens at the Steelers. We said earlier it's going to be a struggle for them without Lamar, but clearly not. Um, I mean, Tyler Huntley managed to get the job done at least. Uh, obviously, the Steelers also lost Kenny Pickett in this game, so both teams playing the backups. Ash, was there a significant boost from one or the other? Would you say? Um, no, I think this was more of a defensive um, display than anything else. I think that both teams have got good defensive units. I know Pittsburgh have been giving up a lot through the air at the moment, but they're still defensively pretty good. They create turnovers, etc. Baltimore at the moment just can't seem to keep players fit. And when they do get one back, then another one seems to go down. Um, so, yeah, I th- I'm hoping, like you said, that Lamar can come back in the next few weeks. This is Baltimore, a completely different team with him. I don't know why people think that they shouldn't be signing him up to a long-term deal. It should definitely be sorted out personally. I think Lamar is the whole reason Baltimore are who they are as an identity. Um, but at the moment, they do miss him. Huntley's a good player. You could argue that he he could maybe get a starting job somewhere else. Probably would still be ranked between maybe the 25th to 32nd quarterback, but he's actually not bad when I've actually seen him play. Um, but that injury looked a little bit nasty at the weekend. So hopefully he's, he's not too bad and he, he can play this week. Um, but Baltimore, yeah, obviously they're, they're trying to compete with Cincinnati, but if they can't keep players on the field, I can see Cincinnati nicking that division and Baltimore being one of the wildcard teams. Pittsburgh, they're just kind of in no man's land, a little bit like Cleveland in, in the same division where you're kind of not really going to be looking at a quarterback. You're going to probably be picking middle of the draft. They've actually won more games than I thought they were going to do at one point because they did look atrocious. But since TJ Watts come back, they kind of look, looked a little bit more like themselves. And I think Tomlin's probably knock some sense into him a little bit and then they're starting to put a couple of wins together. Nothing, nothing special, nothing normally like a Pittsburgh season, but they, they'll be, they'll probably finish, like you said, it's like seven, like seven win team this year. So it was an ugly game, but uh, defensively Baltimore came out on top, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And on to and yet another team that's sort of struggling at the moment when you think, you know, easy run of the division, clear path to the playoffs for the Titans but they've been beaten relatively handily by the Jags here 
Um, Jags sort of seem to be picking their weeks to show up. Um, and in particular, Evan Ingram seems to be picking his weeks to show up. Although I've never seen him with a stat line like this, Miles. Um, a, a game of his life for sort of just you know week fourteen against the Titans when the Jags are out of the playoffs. But I guess he'll, <laughs> I, I guess he'll be happy with it. Yeah, I mean that was uh, that was absolutely insane, and I actually do think I have him in a in a fantasy league. So that was uh, that was good fun. Forty-four but, points he got, I think. What? Forty-four points he got, I think. Well, yes. I was in a tight end premium league, league and he got fifty. Yeah, I've got him. Yeah, I've got him in a tight end premium best ball league. Yeah, so yeah, very happy with that. Um, but yeah, he was just insane. I mean, Tre- Trevor Lawrence had was that game better than the the comeback game? Um, not. I don't think maybe. I didn't think he had another one of those in him this year. But again, Trevor's kind of looking like. The guy we all thought he would be, you know, last season was, you know, bad coaching, not a lot of weapons around him. This year he is looking so good and he just seems to go strength to strength. And I love watching it. Tennessee were just messy. Like they were running the ball so well at the start and Jacksonville weren't, you know, Jackson. I mean, they still didn't at all in the end. Like uh, ETN got 32 yards off 17 carries. It's less than two yards a carry. Jermichael Hasty had 13 yards of four carries, so they weren't running the ball well at all, and Tennessee kind of looked in control, and then just, yeah, second the second quarter came and flipped the game on its head, um, and yeah, just Jacksonville just, I don't know, switched gear, and the two turnovers were absolutely massive. You had uh, the Tannehill pick, and then you had Derek Henry having the ball ripped from him by the sideline, which was just an insane defensive play. But those two moments really changed the game. And I think they both led to scoring drives and the difference was 14 points. So actually that you could argue those two turnovers were the key uh, to them winning. But I think defensively, you know, given their credit, but offensively, Trevor, 368 yards, three touchdowns. When he, when he got the ball, he was electric and he got his team the win. And yeah, Evan Ingram, he was clearly just... They must have hooked up in practice a few times because that was uh they they were like you know it was magnetic those two yeah the Titans very strange team at the moment um I mean up to this point you could have said they were beating the teams they should beat and losing to the team the teams they should lose to but at the same time you know you'd expect them to beat the Jags right I feel like they're the worst good team I think that's how I see the Tennessees they're the worst of the good teams yeah. They're gonna win the division, but I, I the, the people like to use the word. Oh, they use the term. They're gonna be a tough out in the playoffs. I don't think they will. I think I could honestly see whoever is the five seed is gonna be licking their lips. As uh, uh, yeah, I I can't see them going far at all. Um, on to a team that should definitely be a tough out. Should definitely be going deep in the playoffs. Um, the Chiefs with a close one with the Broncos here. I mean, Ash, you, you know, you've been watching Russell closely all year, I assume, and obviously both of these teams being the AFC West. Um, I mean, it's definitely Wilson's best game all season, right? Actually, comp- yeah. it competed with Mahomes. Yeah, stat-wise, it definitely was. Um, and to be honest, if you see what I think, I think um, someone put up who's a Broncos fan that um, the Lions of of double the amount of yards up that Denver have this season, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, the they started off horrendously. Like it, I think it was 20, he did the pick, which was an outrageous pick, by the way, from William Gay um, to go 27 zip up. Um, and then all of a sudden they kind of, Mahomes just wasn't himself through three interceptions pretty much within the space of about a quarter and a half. And then Denver got three really quick touchdowns. I think there was two at the end of one. And then obviously the one, um, Jerry Judy's third. No, it was Marlon Mack's second so, uh, was the third one, which then really made the game quite close, where in fact, wasn't really that much of a close game. Mahomes is just, he, some of the stuff was outrageous that he was doing in the first quarter, but there was just some real, Mahomes is sort of one of them ones where obviously he can win any game, but when he has these mental blocks, he, I think he tries to do too much in some times. 
and that kind of makes the Chiefs a little bit under the cosh when they don't need to be. I mean, they could have ran that game out and I don't think Denver would have got anywhere near them. And they were still throwing the ball. I mean, 42 attempts. And you just look at it and you think like, why have you got 42 attempts against Denver? <laughs> up. Like, it's, it's crazy, really. But it was a, it was a, it was a weird, weird game. But um, Wilson, to be fair to him, played half decent. But obviously once he went down, Ripon came in. I think it was pretty much curtains for them. But yeah, the Chiefs are—they're just electric. Um, and but they're dropping, um, meant their mental drop. Sometimes we've obviously seen it in in previously in playoffs where the Bengals did it to them, and a few other teams have done it before the Patriots and stuff. Where when they do have that mental dip, they try and overcompensate by doing too much. And sometimes you just need to sort of get your composure back. And I think that they try and play too much Kansas City and it sometimes puts them, like they did against Denver this week, it puts them more on the back burner. So they probably learn from this. Obviously, they probably don't need coaching from a 38-year-old sat on his sofa. But (laughs) in Kansas City, really, they made hard work of a game where they were really out of sight in one point. Yeah, it's. I mean, the throws that Mahomes makes is just crazy, to be honest. When he's making teardrop layups, over defenders just insane i'm generally it's just um i'm expecting him to bounce one off someone you know go through the legs just straight up dunk on someone like he's just truly in every sport athlete it's uh i i I don't have the words to describe it it was one of the few times that i had an audible reaction was i because it's just such a nonchalant easy layup over like literally literally yeah. was a layup throw i can't i can't he did, he did play basketball way. in high school so yeah you know, yeah he's one of those freak athletes who yeah free sports i think but um yeah truly like just incredible and then yeah. obviously you see russell wilson gets the knock on the head and it's just like this perfect circle on the side of his head almost almost like yeah. a robot would have for like a nut or a bolt <laughs> on the side of their head um, I mean, I'm not saying he is one, but um, there have been plenty of allegations made, um, <laughs> of all different kinds. Um, but yeah, hopefully Russell's okay, of course. And you know, he seems like obviously there's been you know plenty of complaints about his personality this year. Um, but I I wouldn't have put it past it. Um, it was so perfectly spherical. I wouldn't have passed it, put it past one of the Broncos defenders just slapping it on him and saying, "Yeah, look, he's going to cost." And then they move on to Drew Lock, and everyone's happy. Um, but yeah, hopefully he gets well soon, and the Broncos can pick up where he left off because he was playing really well. Moving on to the maybe the upset of the week. I mean, there were quite a few to be fair, actually, but um, the Panthers. Seemingly, you you would have thought, oh well, Sam Donald's back. They're not doing anything anymore. Seahawks have looked really good all season, particularly Geno Smith having season of his life. Um, but the Panthers just weren't having it, were they, Miles? Uh, no, it was. Um, they just kind of they ran the ball quite well. They had you know two seventy-four yard rushes, weirdly enough, and yeah, just they kind of I think they put like two hundred yards on the ground in the end or something like that. So. Yeah, I think they just managed to keep the ball away uh, for just enough time, and then Darnold kind of, you know, managed the game okay. He didn't do a lot, but you know, a lot of it came from the ground game, and then um, obviously a, a pick six as well. So, yeah, it was just um, was just really like it was just messy. The Seahawks have uh, you know have shown that they're not a great team, but they're not bad, and this was just one of those games where. They just kind of they kind of lost it themselves, you know. They they beat themselves because you know costly turnovers and just not controlling the run when they you know should be you know they haven't been good at it all season and the Panthers just kind of you know gashed them with the run and you know just went after their main weakness and it works. Um, didn't really need much from Darnold in the end. Um, and they they themselves couldn't really run it that well. Homer was their lead back, obviously. They're missing Dallas, they're missing Penny, they're missing um uh, Walker. So yeah, sort of everyone's kind of done there and they were down to the bare bones in the backfield and kind of it showed in the end. Um Gino made some good throws, but 
you know, he also got picked off twice. And yeah, it was just two, one too many faults, I think, for Seattle. And yeah, it was a bit of a surprise because I know the Panthers have looked better since sacking Rule, but they still haven't looked like a good team. But now, you know, maybe, you know, something's going on here and maybe they can, you know, build on it or something like that. But yeah, just a um, bit of a shock. But I think we did say that, you know, Seattle are probably going to get a reality check because they've they've been playing better than their players should be, you know, doing. And their record is, you know, very generous. So maybe that maybe that's the end of the playoff push. Who knows? They are in a division where, you know, there's not a lot of competition um outside the uh, top two. So, you know, you've got Cardinals at four and eight and Rams at four and nine. So they could sneak into the playoffs, but they're not really going to be a threat uh down the stretch, I don't think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, if you look, so you're looking at this game, Miles. Are you thinking they really miss Kenneth Walker here, and if he's there, there's absolutely no problems, or are you thinking this was an absolutely winnable game that they've kind of cracked under the pressure of and thrown away in December when it really matters? I think they missed Kenneth Walker, but he wasn't the reason they lost. I think the the team just you know won too many errors. You know, maybe Gino, maybe you know. He was definitely at fault for one of those picks, but yeah, it was just, you know, they just didn't do enough. They didn't do enough to stop the run. I know that they've not been great at it all year, but, you know, that you have to, you know, 200 yards to the Panthers, you know, who have got, you know, Deontay Foreman and, and uh, Chuba Hubbard. It's not exactly, you know, Zeke and Pollard, is it? So, yeah, just they just weren't good enough, really, and, you know, they paid the price, and I still think, as I, say, I still think they're in with a shout, Um but yeah, being two scores down in uh, after the first quarter didn't didn't really help them at all. So yeah, it was all uphill from there, and they just they just couldn't get back into it. And Carolina, once you're ahead and you run the ball well, it's hard. You know, it's pretty easy to keep the other team out, and that's what they did. Yeah, absolutely. And onto the Bucks at the Niners here. Um, yet again, Tom Brady breaks the record for playing in a game between the two biggest quarterbacks' age gaps in NFL history. I think he seems to be breaking a new one of these records. At least <laughs> it's uh, pretty incredible. But Brock Purdy, the new quarterback to share that record with him. Um, and what a game. I mean, just the absolute game of his life. Um, there's a lot of talk about, you know, him being a Kyle Shanahan quarterback and therefore being able to just slot right in and go. Um Ash, is that what you saw here? The quarterback just fitting very nicely into a system built for him, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, you, they're they're just riding a wave offensively at the moment, San Francisco. Where you just look around that whole unit and just think they've got to be. I, I would, I would be licking my lips at the moment to see San Francisco take on the Eagles, because that at the moment would just be an absolute fest for the <laughs> offensive ages. I'd say, even though both. Defenses are good. You just they've got so many weapons, each team, where obviously the Eagles run the ball really well, San Francisco run the ball really well. They've got they've got both got good tight ends when they're fit. Both the both the quarterbacks can run, obviously. With even with Purdy, he he looks like he can move in the pocket, run really well. It's it would be an absolute it would just be a, an absolute game to watch them two teams play against each other. San Francisco do look the real deal at the moment. I, I didn't think that they would look this good. I think the addition of Christian McCaffrey, they went off, he went out and got the trade. And he's just added another dimension. Think, fingers crossed Debo's not as hurt as, um, as sort of looked at the beginning. But if, if they can get him back after maybe a few weeks and clinch that either three, the two or the three seed, um, San Francisco are going to be really dangerous. They just literally put on a show against Tampa, and you could argue Tampa pretty much had everybody fit. So it's not like it's not like they were missing like really key stars. I mean, they had their running backs, they had their wide receivers. Yeah, they're missing a couple of people on on the back end of the secondary, and they're missing a couple of offensive linemen. But every team's missing someone. So yeah, San Francisco at the moment look amazing. To be honest, I didn't really think they'd look this good, but they'd be marching up my power rankings for sure. And Tampa, like we were talking about the Giants earlier about them being 
seven and five and being bottom, well, Tampa are top and they're six and seven. So <laughs> it's crazy to think about that division where everyone was like, when Matt Rule got sacked, Carolina are out dead and buried and they're two games back from Tampa and winning that South. So that division could be really interesting because there's still a couple of divisional games still to go. You'd still obviously bet on Brady because Brady's Brady. He'll, he should get the job done, but they're just really not playing well, Tampa, at the moment. They're just really not playing well on both sides of the ball. They can't seem to stop anything. They can't seem to get anything going on offense. So, and until they do, I don't really see them being much of a threat in the playoffs. So maybe the team that's the fifth seed or the sixth seed, depending on obviously where they finish, probably the, they'll probably finish as the fourth seed, Tampa, if they win the division. But the fifth seed, you'd be you'd be really really looking forward to playing. Um, which will probably be, I would say, the Cowboys at the moment, obviously, if the Eagles win. So, Cowboys versus Tampa, you'd fancy Cowboys. Yeah, that nice little rematch from week one right there. And obviously, two two teams have very different fortunes since that game. You know, I remember after week one, we were thinking, oh, well, you know, the Bucks are obviously going to go on and make a serious push. Cowboys might not be too serious. And now one of them is a four seed and one of them is a five seed and in completely different positions. It's uh, pretty incredible, really. And um, I've just narrowly avoided the heart attack as the notification from Ian Rapport has just come through. The Dallas Cowboys have signed free agent wide receiver T.Y. Hilton. Don't worry. It's all okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, on to the... Um, so, uh, so now we've got that out of the way, all of relief. Nine is a good, by the way. They're, I mean, they're looking great for the NFC West and... You know, maybe a team capable of beating the Eagles, fingers crossed. Um, We'll see when we get to that, I guess. On to the Sunday night football, the Dolphins and the Chargers. Um, Ash, obviously, you're keeping a close eye on this one for us. Um, You seem to be in a place at the moment where, I guess, sort of similar, sort of the opposite of the Titans, where you're beating the teams you shouldn't, but you're losing to the teams you should be beating. So yeah. I, is it is it a difficult place for you right now? Yeah, I mean, we've had really bad injuries this year. Like, I, I, like obviously, we've got a lot of free agents. We went all in, as they say. So we got JC Jackson and everyone, and we did a lot of business Khalil Mack in the, in the summer, and we haven't really been able to get all these guys on the field. This week, we luckily we had our most of our offense back, and it kind of showed. Herbert looked a lot more composed in the pocket. We still have, obviously, we've got both of our right and our left tackles still aren't there, but we still had Corey Lindsley back, which was a massive plus. Uh, we had Mike Williams back, which was a massive plus, but Herbert looked composed, looked great. And if, if I'm honest, it, looked, it was one of his best performances in pocket awareness this week. He just looked really, really composed and really good. Went for 365 and a, and a touchdown, but he, he's, I think he's number one now in over the first three seasons. Um, for a quarterback to throw the most um, the most yards, um, most completions, and I think he's tied second for the most touchdowns after three seasons. So he looked like what we remember him last year. I think that the first few weeks of this year, he was still had that rib injury, so it was it was still playing with him. But now, hopefully, like I keep saying this every week, and then we win one, we lose one, we win one, we lose one. But we need to try and build off this win because. It was a really, really big win. And if we can get, because Joey's hopefully going to come back maybe next week, week after, you get Joey Bosa back opposite Khalil Mack, the defence might start ticking a little bit more. We didn't have Derwin James out there this week as well, which was another major boost, which you can't can't quite believe that the Dolphins looked that bad and we didn't have Joey Bosa and Derwin James on D. The defence played really, really well, to be fair, and I was not expecting that with the amount of, basically, backups that we had involved. But... That win against Miami puts us. Obviously, we've jumped now into that wild card spot, but we play Tennessee this week, so it will be a really, really big match. If we can beat Tennessee, and if Miami lose to the Bills, then we jump into the sixth seed rather than the seven, and then it still gives us the head-to-head with Miami because obviously we beat them this week. So that win last night was massive. If we had beaten the Raiders the week before. Mm-hmm. It, be even more um we have even more of a chance to make that play at the playoffs at the moment but still with the games we've got and charges being the charges they're never 
they're only ever a game away from completely and utterly. <laughs> so it's one of them teams at the moment where they will go probably, oh, I hated to say it, but they'll probably have to go and get a result at mile high. And I didn't want to have to say that week 18, but we've got, I think we've got Tennessee, we've got the Rams, we've got Denver. If, if, if Russell Wilson's not fit, Stafford's obviously still on IR. Maybe we've got a chance to go to those teams. And in theory, if you've got your quarterback and they haven't, you should be winning them games in the NFL. But you can never take that for granted at the moment. So it'll be a, it'll be an interesting slobber knocker, as they say, to the end of the season for the AFC 6 and 7 seed because the Jets are in it, the Patriots are in it. Miami have kind of got clawed back into that now with that loss against the Chargers. So it'll be between probably those four for the two spots, I would say. Yeah, it's going to be a tight race. Um, and obviously, you're just not really sure what to expect from the Chargers going into that Denver game. And you're not really sure what to expect from the Broncos at this point. It's um, that's really up in the air in that division. And also in just the entire AFC now. I mean, that's the Chargers, you know, just one game behind the Dolphins, which seems pretty strange. You know, you look at earlier season, Dolphins were seen as genuine contenders with the Bills. And now they're right there with the Chargers, who have had a very mixed season um, throughout. It's just uh, obviously why we love this sport. Everything's all over the place. Can't keep track of any of it. And, uh, <laughs> it's uh, really exciting stuff going into the last few weeks. And, you know, speaking of exciting games going ahead, um, Miles, are you looking forward to tonight's Monday Night Football Patriots Cardinals? Uh, I am not, because I don't trust our defense against. Kyler Murray, I just, I just, there's something that just scares me about mobile QBs when it's the Patriots. I don't know what it is, but I, yeah, I just, I, uh, I just haven't trusted us for a few weeks now. There was a period where we were running the ball really well and playing good on D, and you know that's a good way of controlling and winning games. Um, but we just. I don't know. I just haven't really felt particularly confident at all. I do think we are a better team than the Cardinals and we should beat them, but it wouldn't be surprising if we lost based on the fact that they've got a QB like Kyler and we've got Mac Jones. And I just think Mac Jones is a player safe kind of guy. Kyler seems to get things going later on in the game. So I wouldn't be surprised if we get off to a good start and Cardinals are sort of trailing through three quarters and then Kyler Murray wakes up and, and sticks 20 on us in, in, in the fourth or something like that. So, yeah, just not overly confident, um, really. And, yeah, just I don't really know where we're going to go from here if we lose. I mean, I wasn't really expecting us to make playoffs this year anyway, but it's, yeah, it just looks like a looks like a bit of a struggle, really, like from here on out. So, you know, I think, you know, you want to think we can beat the Raiders next week, but... Yeah, if we can't if we can't beat Arizona tonight, then then we're in trouble. If we win tonight, I'll feel confident about next week, and then I think we're going to lose to the Bengals in Week 16. So, and then we're going to lose to the Dolphins on New Year's Day, and then the last game of the season, we will probably lose that as well. So, yeah, <laughs> well, we're against the Bills, so you know, it's like it's 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 a really you know we've got three tough games to end the season, so our best chance at you know two the the only place we're going to get two wins from is this week and next week. And I don't, yeah, that won't really be enough, will it? Because we'll be eight and six if we win the next two games and then got three tough games that I don't really expect us to win. So, yeah, it's it's going to be tough. Um, but, you know, Bill can put off things. Um, so who knows? But I'm really expecting us to maybe win. But as the season goes, I just don't think we're making playoffs at all. Fair enough. Well, if you do win tonight, you will be tied at seven and six with the Chargers and the Jets going into these last few weeks. Um, Ash, how are you feeling about that being tied with the Jets and the Patriots going into this December? Yeah, it's going to come. I think it's going to come. Obviously, these they're in a tough division, the Patriots and the Jets, where kind of everyone beats everyone, which is kind of lucky in some respects for the Chargers, where if they can get one or two of these wins, because Miami, the Jets and New England are kind of vying for that other spot, because obviously the Bills are probably going to clinch that division. It kind of helps us that if Miami, the Jets and New England play each other, someone's going to lose. So 
it might play and I think that they jump I think our our odds jump to about 70% if we win this week um against Tennessee and then um the Miami Dolphins lose and if New England lose tonight they I think they jump to about 70 odd percent for us to get to the playoffs so it's going to be a huge week for the Chargers this week but we play against Derrick Henry and our run defense is horrendous so I'm not expecting much but you never know in this game, I suppose. So fingers crossed we um we can nick the win. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you both at each other's throats coming in the season. <laughs> That'll be fun at least. Um that's all for us for most of this week. Um Miles, any passing words? Uh got a stats. Um uh Willie Gay has caught eleven percent of all Russell Wilson's touchdown passes this season. Uh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> poor guy. I'm sure he's getting better at least. It's, uh, cool. Um, <laughs> okay, thank you, Miles. And um, Ash, any parting words from yourself? I've got one stat as well. Actually, we're getting the oh, stats. Okay. The 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 Jags held Derek Henry to two rushing yards in the second half of the game. I mean, it's wow. incredible, really, isn't it? It's, it's. Uh, I, the thing is, it's hard, tough to say it's the fall of Derrick Henry when he's still putting up incredible numbers yeah. every week. But you do yeah. see quite a few times there are moments where he's fallible, and uh, yeah, it's very interesting to see the, the, the sort of slight fall off, but also still the dominance. It's uh, yeah, and I've, I don't think I've ever seen that before with a player at this point in his career. And from myself, um, no stats, I'm afraid. Um, mm. I'm just going to say, <laughs> if uh, Saquon Barkley gets held to two rushing yards, I know what the result's going to be next week. Um, <laughs> it's uh, all from us. Thank you, and see you in a bit.